Good morning. Welcome to our website. In just a moment, I'm going to respond to this inquiry. How do we advance the kingdom of Christ? That Christ has a kingdom here on earth, I will demonstrate from the New Testament. That citizens of that kingdom are to advance the cause, I will present from the same book, the New Testament. There will be passages brought into this. I would like for each of you to study further. The question to be addressed, how do we advance the kingdom of Christ? Thank you for being with us. I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. The question, how do we advance the kingdom of Christ? Do you remember what John the Baptist said as he began his preaching in the wilderness of Judea? According to Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2, John's message was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John preached this to his Jewish countrymen to prepare them for Christ. The kingdom of heaven was at hand, he said. Now, as you move forward in time, in the New Testament, you arrive at Mark 1, 14 through 15. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So, John the Baptist spoke of the kingdom, and Jesus picked up that theme, the kingdom of God is at hand. All right, what were they talking about? Here's another passage that helps. In the Gospel of John, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, John 3, verse 3. If you will just keep reading into the book of John and further into the book of Acts and the epistles, I believe you will see that in these contexts, the kingdom is composed of people. I'm aware the term kingdom in the Bible has a connotation generally of power, God's rule. The word is present in a variety of different contexts. Every time you find the word kingdom in the Bible, you need to understand it as framed in the specific context. I get that. God's power or rule. But in these passages I've cited, God's rule came through the King, Jesus Christ. And those who make the decision to live under that rule are citizens of the kingdom of Christ. To be born again, as Jesus said in John 3, is to leave the ways of the world, give up sin, confessing your faith in Christ. You were baptized into his kingdom. I want you to listen next to Revelation 1, verses 4 through 6. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. 
and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You see that in your Bible. Did you hear that? Writing to Christians, John said, Jesus loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom. If you have obeyed the gospel, if you are a Christian, according to the New Testament, you are a citizen in the kingdom of Christ. You live under the rule of God through the activity of your faith in Christ. I am a citizen in the kingdom of Christ. You, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are citizens in the kingdom of Christ. First, as documented in Acts chapter 2, when those people responded, then continuing after that day, prophecy was fulfilled that Jesus is king over his kingdom. As he said to Nicodemus, one makes the choice to be born into this body. He loves us, as John said, and made us a kingdom. Now, let's get hold of that truth and take up another related to it. If you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, do you want others to be a part of this? To place their lives under the rule of Christ? Do you see the need in our world, our time, our society to advance the cause, to carry the message to others that they should be a part of this? This is certainly a message that needs to be spread in our nation. The kingdom of Christ living under his authority. So let's consider advancing the kingdom. How do we advance the kingdom of Christ? How do we tell others about what we have and what can be had under the authority of the king, Jesus Christ? I'm concerned that there are some erroneous ideas about how to advance the kingdom of Christ. Even among people who know what the kingdom is as taught in Scripture. So let me deal with this from a negative perspective for a few minutes. We don't advance the kingdom of Christ by wealth. Should anyone have the thought that the more we have, the more dollars, the more people we can bring into the kingdom, that idea should be rejected. We don't pay people to become a citizen in the kingdom. Bribery isn't a righteous method or enticement. And further, it isn't necessarily so that the more we have in money, the more good we can do. While money can be used to good purpose, to send preachers, support preachers, produce material and finance legitimate methods of outreach, all that being true it depends on how the money is acquired and how the money is used. And the honesty and the scripturalness that pertains to that money. It is not automatic that more money means more people reached and greater advancement 
of the righteous cause of Christ. While Christians should be generous and elders commended for wise financial decisions, the New Testament nowhere equates earthly wealth with spiritual wealth or results in evangelism. Money can corrupt us when we think its accumulation is directly related to reaching the lost. It is the deceitfulness of riches that is often at work within us. Mark 4 and verse 19. How do we advance the kingdom? We don't advance the kingdom of Christ by violence. Mob rule, violence, property damage, rioting, and taking to the streets to tear up property and punish believers, beating them up. No, no, no. These methods are typical responses of undisciplined, angry people, but never good responses for citizens of Christ's kingdom. And this is kind of shallow reactionary behavior. It is specifically ruled out by God in his word. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, but my kingdom is not from the world, John 18, 36. Paul made it very plain in 2 Corinthians 10 when he wrote, we are not waging war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. I know that Christians are upset, disgusted by all the pushing and canceling and persecution of what we believe. But we cannot let that disgust deceive us into thinking that mob violence is the answer or that insults and lies will serve to advance our cause. The warfare we wage is by using the word, which is the sword of the spirit. Preach the word and live the word. We don't advance the kingdom of Christ by political victory. If we think defeating our political opponents is a way to win souls for Christ, no, we're wrong. Do we think political agendas and policies advance the values of Christ? Christ doesn't need political operatives. He needs faithful disciples who will preach and live his teaching. We don't advance the kingdom of Christ by compromise. Another flawed idea is if we will be silent or compromise or give up some sacred ground, then we will advance the kingdom. No, of course not. We are to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. As a Christian, my priority, my focus and passion is to advance the cause of Christ's kingdom, but I cannot, we cannot, just get hold of any method, any weapon, any course of action, any worldly approach. Remember, we live under the authority of the King, Jesus Christ, and our love for him constrains us to use only the methods he has authorized to advance his cause. Here is the simple truth. We advance the kingdom of Christ by preaching and living the values of the king. 
We advance the kingdom of Christ by preaching and living the values of the king. If Jesus is the king you submit to, the king whose rules you love and follow, you advance the kingdom of Christ by speaking those rules and living those values and speaking of his sacrifice for sinners. Our purpose is to take people to the king, tell them they need the king, take them to the king, tell them who the king is, and show by scripture how you live under the authority of the king and how you make that a priority in your life. The kingdom of Christ is made up of people who have responded to Jesus, who have been baptized into his church, his kingdom, who share in the benefits he died to offer. That kingdom was arriving, coming on the scene when John the Baptist was preaching. Jesus said it was at hand, and Luke documents its beginning in Acts chapter 2. What did those first Christians do to advance the kingdom they were now part of? They didn't scream and make noise to agitate for attention. Paul told Christians to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we have instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. That's 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 11 and 12. Many of those first Christians had dual citizenship, Roman citizens on earth, but with a heavenly citizenship living under the King Jesus Christ. One of those was Paul, who never ever recommended an uprising against Rome, but always said, be subject to the governing authorities and pay your taxes, Romans 13. The Apostle Peter the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2, verses 9 through 17, these words. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak evil against you, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, 
but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. That is from God, written by Peter, to suffering Christians in the time of Nero. And it's for our learning today. To advance the kingdom, what does it say? Proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into light. To advance the kingdom, tell people of the mercy of God. To advance the kingdom, abstain from the passions of the flesh. That evildoers may see your good deeds and glorify God. In the same context, fear God, honor the king. Put to silence the ignorance of foolish men by doing good. We advance the kingdom of Christ by preaching and living the values of the king. What does this country need? What does the world need? What do your friends and family need to put their lives under the authority of the king? Jesus Christ. How can we advance the kingdom not with money or violence or politics, not with carnal weapons, not with obnoxious babble? Preach and live the values of the kingdom. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What I'm saying in this sermon sounds so simple, but consider God didn't leave us without instruction about what to do to advance his cause. As the world and the nation deteriorates, it is not the case that we have to figure out new methods or compromise previous methods. God isn't calling us to go to literal war or to come up with something other than what is written in his word. We are to advance the cause of the kingdom of Christ the same as it was advanced in its inception and its early days. Preach the gospel of the kingdom and live the gospel of the kingdom. In military terms, we have our orders. Thank you for listening.